What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Work Prince, the Magician's Podcast. We had a fantastic first three episodes, didn't we, Nicole? Yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> um, we got busy for episodes two, and we kind of forgot about episode three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it, which makes me upset because I really liked episode three. Yeah, um, that was good. Yeah. Um, but we're here to talk about the fourth episode, which... I, I didn't actually write down the title of this one. I think it's Magicians Anonymous. Actually, you're right. Yeah, I, I think, that down. yeah. It's the first thing I did. <laughs> my notes. Shame, um, Bilal, shame. But, but here's the funny thing. I wrote Magicians Anonymous as a note to myself because that's where Katie was. Um, yes. Not mm. because... That's I, the name of the title. The title I, did, the I didn't realize that was the name of the title. So, off to a fantastic start. Um... <laughs> No, so uh, let's uh, let's quickly touch base. How are you feeling about this season? I know you were a bit iffy after the first episode, uh, but how did you feel after the first three? I felt better, definitely, mm-hmm. and like I think with the introduction of like the Dark King, like that's kind of interesting, and to see like you know, there's so many theories, right, on who he could really be. I mean, we know he's come from like a magician, like a magician's family, so there's a lot of like options for what that could mean, right? And um, I think too, like with uh, with like sort of Julia's quest and like. Uh, Alice sort of finally getting over well not getting over but like starting the healing process with grieving for Quentin like um, it'll be kind of interesting to see where that goes for both Elliot and for Alice actually Mm -hmm. and even like so I'm I was a little taken aback though at how quickly there seems to be like a new potential love interest for for Elliot like I was like yo I thought you loved Quentin so much like what happened but hey we'll see so, how that goes yeah it, it, and I'll talk about that a bit more as we mm-hmm. move forward but I for me it, I can see him moving on um it, I think that it has been some time but like the, how fast he's moving it does, does seem I'm not sure if there's a certain amount of passage of time going on or not because mm-hmm. um, this episode does kind of jump around a bit in terms of like I felt uh, it's been a while since uh, I think we watched episode the first three episodes mm-hmm. back before even the new year um, we watched them back in December and or at least I did and watching episode four was two days ago um Mm -hmm. so it's you know it's been almost uh, it's been over a month for me so i was a little bit like i was like did i miss something because even the recap for this episode was quite long (laughs) Um, yeah yeah and And we talk more about that too (laughs) so there's there's like a lot going on a lot and like i think we were discussing before this like i i was not too high on this but you you do bring the point that it's a setup episode uh Mm -hmm. and it is they are setting up a lot a lot of new parties a lot of new faces um a lot of new interests and worlds kind of mm-hmm. that we yep. haven't seen before um so yeah uh just one last thing on the first three episodes uh at the end of that third episode elliot drops that letter down that well to quentin mm-hmm. do you think anything comes of that that's a good question because i was thinking that too because it's like does he does it get to quentin in the underworld as like a dead sort of soul or does it still go- get mailed to him before the seam 
right? And does that shoot, though, act as a mailbox or no? I, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, technically, what is a mailbox? You know, like... <laughs> yeah, if you want to get philosophical about it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could put that letter anywhere and just be like... I mean, I could yeah. make a box and be like, this is a mailbox. A mailbox, and put it yeah. In there, yeah. And the letter disappears. <laughs> um, like, I have not seen the Florian mailman, so... <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. It's very interesting to see uh, how that all works. So, I still think they have something up their sleeve with bringing him back. Like, I wouldn't put it past... Like, at the, the end of the this, season or something? At the end of the yeah. season, like, they're like, look who just got the letter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, one thing I quickly want to touch upon, and I want to properly credit. Um, so, while this break was going on for me and the magicians as I was waiting for new episodes to arrive, uh, I started the marvelous uh, Miss Maisel mm-hmm. on... Uh, on Amazon on Amazon yeah and I had no idea that the actress uh, Rachel Braz- uh, Brosnahan yeah who plays uh, um, you know Miriam Midge Maisel um, is actually married to Jason Ralph wait what yes I had no idea too <laughs> What? I was, I was like, I was like, what a wonderful power couple. <laughs> what? Whoa, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> I, I, I hope I'm right in that. I'm pretty sure I'm right in that. Um, yeah, I was just like, I was like, whoa, uh, whoa, did not expect that. Then um, that means I think they live in Brooklyn. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, because my um, my cousin just moved there, and uh, his wife was just was saying, I hope we go see... Uh, we we run into them? Walking, yeah, <laughs> run into them walking their dog or something. Nice. Yeah. But you know what? Marvelous Maisel, fantastic show. You guys should watch it. Um, my wife just did the entire first season in the in a day. Oh, she I, benched? Nice. Yeah, and I did the entire series in like eight days. Um, <laughs> it's not over yet, but I highly recommend it. Um I think Christian did a great piece over on theworkbook.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can <laughs> check it out. Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's ju- jump into Magicians Anonymous. Um, you want to take off with Katie and what she's up to? Yeah. So um, like as we just said earlier, so Katie's at kind of like a magical AA meeting at the start of this episode. And she's explaining how she's been trying to help the hedges with getting the reads mark taken off but um the only spell that they have is in a book depository that mysteriously disappeared and she somehow discovered that the only way you can move a building with level five wards is through the etheric realm and but to to access that realm you would need to drop some serious acid and so of course that's a conundrum for a person who is a drug addict because you know, to in order to help um, your fellow hedges, you then have to do something that's will potentially harm yourself, right? Um, so part of me, like, kind of during that scene, also was wondering: is the like, how does the etheric realm sort of fit into like the world building of the magician so far? Like, is it controlled by a god? I mean, as um, as we actually go into the realm, you meet um, sort of like the leader, like the central figure in that area. The emperor. The emperor, yeah. The emperor. It's like a very yeah. big Lebowski yes! vibe. Yes! <laughs> yes! I was just thinking that earlier, too. 
Um, but before that, uh, so we find out that Dean Fogg has sort of glamoured himself to be a, uh, a younger white woman and because he takes the anonymous uh, part of a very seriously and he ends up taking one of the um archie pills <coughs> because he kind archie of feels bad yeah archie pills that they pull out of nowhere, nowhere. That yeah katie just happens to, to have out. yeah <laughs> yeah yep and she d- then doesn't want him to go alone so she takes the other pill but of course you have to wonder right is it just the excuse to like to take it right i don't know we'll see yeah, yeah. Uh, but i enjoyed the fact that uh fog's like i'm an alcoholic i don't have a drug it's like problem. i don't have a drug problem it's fine <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of shocked at how like i know katie's having difficulties like fighting it up but i i feel like she was doing a good job but you know just she kind of jumped into it really fast so i wonder yeah if repercussions yeah uh, that's true yeah that's true um so the two of them are kind of like going through New York, but on a different sort of atmosphere where it's a whimsical and everything is like really trippy. And they eventually come across like a like a brown bunny, and they follow the brown bunny that leads them to a beach. It looks kind of like Coney Island, and um, they meet the emperor. And the emperor knows exactly where the location of the book depository is, but of course. Um, everything comes with a price so that makes me think that he's a god right because gods will never grant anything without something in exchange and um the the price was that one of them had to stay in the realm and um after kind of going through their minds like they're both pretty messed up as his words and so he leaves it up to them to um pick who dis- who gets to stay and they kind of both want it but katie accidentally outs herself that she is still kind of ha- like hanging on to a thread of responsibility with like the book depository and so the emperor then says that Dean Fogg gets to stay which I'm wondering I mean does did it seem like the Dean was gonna stay there forever because he was like oh you know this is actually really great like now that after going through like 40 timelines of like pain and misery like this is sort of like a good ending for him where he gets to like step off and like be you know in sort of like a happy place for a while right but then katie says oh once i get the the book from the book depository i'll be back yeah i mm. so i'm not hard, sure yeah it's hard with the magicians because like it, it might be it for just dean fog mm-hmm. and we get another one like a different timeline dean fog <laughs> get, true get, yeah fog like 41 yeah <laughs> or something yeah um yeah it, it's hard to say but my question is this ethereal plane seems to be on earth as well yeah it's like another dimension almost so does the what's it called the harmonic dissonance convergence convergence like affect uh, that too yeah right? it true yeah as well um so i wonder if there's stakes to be made here um or you know leverage of you know if we get screwed you'll get screwed as well in mm-hmm. the future um so i'm curious to see how that all plays out true true um but yeah like visually that was a fun sequence because it's so yeah. bright and, and yeah interesting. it's uh it, 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 the, that plot line doesn't entirely work for me um but it was a fun side trip i'm mm-hmm. curious to see how katie deals with i, I know 
I don't really know if you can consider this like a relapse or not. Um, cause, but I think it's important to see when it comes to addiction storylines. Like, mm-hmm. it's not always like you know I'm one year clean. Uh, everything's gonna be great and peachy. Like relapse do happen, and mm-hmm. I think this is us. Um, was it this season or previous season? Uh, touched upon this in one of their yeah. ones. Um, I think they, did, you know, it, it it's it's a challenge that never goes away. So I hope um, Magicians at least does that storyline would do justice. Yeah, because it's yeah exactly because it's you know it's it is really it's a hard thing for her right. So hopefully, like if she ends up you know kind of taking off running and like finding the book depository in Hell's Kitchen she'll sort of at least be distracted for a while to like not think about that stuff yeah and then uh, yeah so she's gonna go meet daredevil in the next episode <laughs> um, you know it's gonna be, be a crossover with disney plus um so it's gonna be katie and matt murdoch trying to find this book depository trying to find this book depository and there's like a <laughs> giant legal battle with the yeah. kingpin who actually <laughs> is a magician uh he's the hedge wizard yeah and <laughs> and uh you know it's a lot of legal battles mm-hmm. it's a lot of magic it's, it, it, yeah you'll, you'll see <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the book depository though and like the library so i mean we see um so kind of talk to talk start about uh talking about alice so alice at first is with julia and penny sort of talking about harmonic convergence Penny goes to break bills because he's having issues with like his patch and the signal and Alice said she can go to the library to like uh, find all the books that they have on the harmonic conversions right yeah so but- uh, yeah I, and I think this particular storyline is one I'm kind of happy about in certain ways because what Alice's storyline essentially leads to is getting rid of answers that are easily attainable ah, for yeah. um uh the group yeah and although so the library gives her a key right that she can use to come in and out to, and then i just thought about this earlier i wonder if the key would work for the book depository hmm. right because unless it's only explicitly for the netherlands library which I could see that happening, right? But she didn't necessarily say it was just for that. So I wonder if technically they could try, right? But I was glad that they still have, they use keys still. (laughs) There are some, I mean, I would think that there's more than one library location. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think the, what happens in Alice's storyline is like she arrives and there are quite fancy pirates. Yeah. Book pirates. (laughs) Visigoths? Yeah, Visigoths. Yeah. But what what was his name? Was that um the actor? Yeah. So he's been in so many shows. Like you probably know him from iZombie. But I yeah David Anders. Yeah, David Anders. But I always remember him from. I think he was in Alias. He was in Alias. Right. I always remember him from Alias. And he was in Heroes. He was Takeshi. Yeah, he was Takeshi something. He was like the guy who first had the um. The Kenzei sword. <laughs> but yeah, and he was in Vampire Diaries. He's been in so many shows. He was in 24. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, how was he in 24? 
Oh no, wait. I don't know how long he was in Twenty Four. On just just Twenty Four Struggle Runtime. But yeah, he's also in Once Upon a Time. Oh yeah, I forgot who his character was there though. Man, he was in a lot. Yeah, wow. this he's very prolific. Yeah, he's been in so many I, he, shows. I'm always happy when he shows up because especially in Zombie, he knew yeah. how to choose scenery so well. Um, so I, I'm glad to see him. I hope he has a bigger role to play mm-hmm. throughout the season, which it seems yeah. to be. It was so random, though. Like, all of a sudden, there are book pirates who, like, traverse the universe for knowledge. For knowledge? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and I, I think this will, like, I don't I don't mind, like, that there's this group like this that exists. I just, it just it feels like there's so much just being added in in this episode. That True. I'm just like, I'm just like. What are what are they doing? It's like like wait what? <laughs> yeah. How how many more random groups are, are there? Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and maybe it just it, maybe it just felt like a lot for this one particular episode for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, and I know magicians does a lot, but it was it was strange. I'm curious to see where the, where this goes. Reappear. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so they're there to get knowledge or read everybody's books. Yeah. So because if they know how to do that then they can like profit from it essentially yeah, yeah. profit from all the artwork be there when it's created and take it for themselves yeah uh, fuck short, with the the yeah short the, short the market the, the stock market oh yeah. sorry i cursed i'm so sorry <laughs> no, apologies we've been cursing on this um, but Zelda does the unexpected thing right where she mm-hmm. didn't want to leave the library with Alice trying to convince her, but then she's like, you know what? She would rather have the books burn than um, be put in like the wrong hands. And that's actually good sort of character development for her because she was so, like she prized knowledge about all things and the preservation of knowledge, right? And so for her to like make that decision to finally just burn those books, like that's that was surprising. Like I didn't think she would do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was strange to see her not in the library in the first couple episodes because you mm-hmm. know, she kind of Yeah, uh, where's she been? Why has she yeah, been so MIA, right? I, th- I think what's her name blamed her uh said she's like blaming herself for like you Phyllis, know, yeah. Yeah. Well for anything like falling apart. So it's uh it's nice to see that she's back in the picture. I think she's always been an interesting character mm-hmm. uh with you know varying ba- motivations. Uh, sometimes it doesn't align but um, I think she fills in a nice gap for the group. Mm-hmm. You know, she's knowledgeable to a certain degree. Uh, but if they're gonna burn all the books and get take away their knowledge, I don't think Zelda's around for that much longer. Ah, uh, yeah. If she's their go-to um, for everything. Then she's kind of, you know. Like test too much knowledge. Um, yeah, because mm. like the thing with the books was you could read anybody's book and know what happened. So like you remove that power vacuum, uh, that like Deus Ex, uh, from or that MacGuffin mm-hmm. in the long run from the series, and then they can't rely on that. Um, and you know they, they do that in another regard as well, um, in a separate storyline with uh, Penny and Julia. Ah, yes. So speaking of them, like, should we do Penny first or Julia first? Let's do Julia first. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand, don't yeah. they? Well, th- it leads to Penny, yeah. Like, yeah. so Julia ends up um, summoning a god. Oh, yes. 
because she's hoping that they can help with the harmonic convergence and so the god that shows up is um the goddess oh. melody clarion yeah, yeah. And so the goddess is actually willing to help, but in exchange, she wants to become human. And it, her sort of like logic for that is she can't feel music. And so she would uh, rather become human and become a rock star. Um, and so she, as long as Julia is willing to help her with that, because apparently, interestingly, like they can't see into the process of humanization. And there's a block for that. And who like that then makes me think who set up that block because if that's like the like knowledge from the library that um that the binder and you know all yeah. that had like how could they be powerful enough to put a block unless a higher god put the block so that other gods wouldn't necessarily be tempted to become human i don't know yeah it's it's very interesting yeah that piece of information like it makes you think I wonder if they're gonna do something like if you go into Greek mythology what was it it's the it's the gods and then the titans mm -hmm. there's a titans yep. equivalent yeah um, titans are tech yeah they're older yeah yeah so I'm curious if we're looking at something that's mm -hmm. even more ancient than um the gods themselves in this case yeah or um yeah no yeah that could be although do you remember um shoot from season shoot Describe three it. or four so with the monster right pre like before they got into black spire yes. and one of the gods it was was it prometheus and Callisto? Cal not callisto but it began with a c also callista i forget maybe but if it was prometheus prometheus was a titan and so I don't know. I forget if they actually mentioned that, or was it Prometheus? But I, th I thought it was Prometheus, but I'm not sure. Uh, Prometheus was a god and former lover of Nymph Calypso. Calypso, there we go. He was the creator of the Seven Golden Keys. Yeah. So yeah, Prometheus is yeah. a titan. He technically is the god who um, gave man uh, the ability to make fire. I thought he was. Oh, he was known as a titan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And you defy the gods to steal and give them time fire. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But I wonder. But in the series, he is a god. So yeah. Wonder... Unless, unless they. Yeah. So that's sort of ambiguous, right? Yeah. We don't know if he's a god god or if he's a titan god. Yeah. Well, there's also old gods and magician gods, aren't there? Ah, yeah, yeah. So. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think true. Everything. Everyone that was involved with the the creature or the monster that mm -hmm. wasn't Elliot was a magician that ended up becoming gods if i recall correctly was it well el uh, everett was trying to become a god everett was also trying to become a god yeah yeah although oh yeah you're right it was yeah 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 yeah. it was those gods um shoot it was uh what was his name uh, the party one yeah the party <laughs> the guy who party uh, bacchus um yes bacchus yeah bacchus you're right they they had been magicians yeah yeah oh, wow i totally forgot about that but yeah so that will be interesting right like amongst the gods who was like a god god versus a magician god right and how did they get to that place and like how did they become that so hopefully we'll find out more as that season goes 
yeah. this season goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. So seeing as they gave us up to episode 10. <laughs> yeah, I will hopefully find out this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Find some time to sit down and watch yeah. all so Julia ends up bringing the binder back to sort of help with her goddess situation. And he's like, why should I do no, this? Did we, did we say what she wanted? Which? Clarion? Claire, yeah, she said she wanted to be human. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she wanted to be human. And so, of course, the only being who could do that is the binder, right? And so... I, I like that they brought him back. Yeah, he's, me he's too. He's, he's so characters. funny. The binder <laughs> thinks to himself. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the binder's a sassy bitch, and I love it. <laughs> uh, so Julia offers him her own deal where she ends up giving him a lighter so that he can burn the book eventually, I think, as long, if, if, she, if he is somewhat willing to help her. And though, so then after that, they end up going to break bills because Penny is having really terrible signal issues and he keeps um, teleporting to some place and he comes back um, sort of, it looks like he's been through like a war zone, right? Because his clothes are like all dusty and he has like a, like a head wound and um, the goddess is then willing to help save him, but Julia has to pick whether it's save her boyfriend or save the world because their agreements apparently can only be one trade and she only has one thing to trade. So she ends up um, choosing to save Penny, which is like very karmic, right? Because the only way the goddess could save Penny was to take away his psychic abilities. So it kind of mirrors last season when Penny had to... um, choose whether julia became a goddess or human and he chose for her to become human um but that yeah that was kind of that was interesting too and then the binder ends up going with the goddess and and he's like you can't make me do anything i don't want to and she was like yeah let's see let's see about that (laughs) i I, honestly for a god that solution didn't make sense to me like couldn't she have just gone to the source of the signal so i wonder if there's but she said it was blocked so she, it's, it was like someplace that she couldn't reach. So, yeah. so, so they can't be all powerful, right? Because there's things that they can't do or can't. Like the, yeah. Yeah. There's like a higher power at play here. Yeah. That it's the Titans. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the signal, another interesting twist this episode was um, so. Um, Merritt, who is one of the travelers in Penny's class, reveals that the signal is really meant to target her because, dun dun dun, her real name is Plum Chatwin. Plum Merritt Chatwin. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm curious. Good cu- twist. Yeah. It was a good, good twist. twist. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. And now I'm curious if they're going to sort of follow the books wherein um, Plum is like a descendant of Rupert Chatwin. And in the books, she was actually Quentin's student. And they did like a whole bunch of stuff and she left break bills for a while. So I'm curious to see um, how that plays out because part of her storyline was um, sort of the card game that we saw, I think back in season, season four. Yeah, last season, last season when Quentin was like doing that game of chance. That was actually Quentin's storyline with Plum in the books, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. about that. 
yeah so that'll be interesting to find out and then and then so plum sort of tears out the patch that she had and then she suddenly like vanishes so we'll find out soon where she went <laughs> she did say something was after her right? yeah and she said she knows exactly why and then she said tells penny before she she disappears that she he was right right about what right yeah makes me upset that she decided to rip off the patch before giving us the necessary information yes of course thanks a lot plum <laughs> <laughs> also like did you notice did her accent change or no because was she speaking in a british accent the whole time like i kind of i was trying to look back to see but i couldn't quite remember honestly i can't remember back to the end of that first episode because yeah. um, earlier uh, i thought like in the episode that she didn't sound british and then suddenly she was i i'm not sure i'm not sure Maybe she was, though, the entire time. <laughs> mm. So, who else do we have to talk about? Oh, Elliot and Margot. Yeah, and mm-hmm. this storyline, like... just It's very interesting, so, yeah. It, it's interesting, but, like... I don't understand what they're doing with Elliot in this episode. It was yeah. so weird. He's, like, a court magician now, and then the yeah, Dark like, King's gonna teach him stuff. Yeah, the, so the Dark King, everyone kind of re- recognizes him as, like, a total badass. Mm-hmm. Like, he he has earned his right. He's not, like, he's not pulling shit out of his ass. He's actually a very powerful magician. And he's gonna teach Elliot, and there's very much sexual tension mm-hmm. <laughs> between the two. Yeah, uh, it's very electric. <laughs> yes. And Elliot can call him Seb when nobody is around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, like, Margot is now part of the elite guard to protect the king. Um, yeah, the king, and Margot's full on ready to like assassinate the dude at, at, at a moment's notice, which I think she's kind of like jumping the gun a bit on because yeah. Timberry seems fine without them. Yeah, I, they're okay. I, I, I don't understand, like. I don't understand why they want to rule Fillory yeah. again. Like, they seem to hate it. They can live on Earth just Full time, yeah. yeah. So I'm not really sure what what they're really trying to go after. And I think the season can do a better job of explaining that. Maybe maybe they do actually care about Fillory and they're not sure if he's like actually a tyrannical leader. Yeah. But, I mean, um, Margot I... said that Fillory was her home now. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I guess I kind of get it in the sense where, you know, she had a lot of character development in Fillory. And also, like, you know, in Fillory, she was a ruler versus on Earth, she's just a magician. So I can see how she might want that power, right? Because, like, you're actually someone important, like, more important, like, in Fillory versus, like, in the real, in, in the, in Earth. But at the same time, it's like if you value sort of your population more than yourself, yeah. I guess then it's determining, well, if the if Fillory is actually better off with the Dark King, like, can they let that go? So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, just trying to see. Like, I don't, because... The Dark King's a likable guy. Like, yeah. He hasn't done anything. Like, terrible. Just, yeah. Like, yeah, he hasn't done anything terrible. He seems to care about his people. Yeah. And I think everyone kind of feels that way about it. But as Margot's with her elite corp 
of uh, fighters to go on a mission to save some math makers mm-hmm. that are stuck because um, takers are have right I, I still don't understand the science behind how they know what's going on with that or they're able to tell but um you know dark king goes out they follow um bunch of people get killed from the guard group because of course somebody has to die and um uh, margo's fairy eye uh, kind of assists in the situation she's able to spot uh the takers where they are and call them out and she sees the dark king kind of use his power to knock them out um and like she threw those axes of hers at two of them and, and did nothing got, yeah yeah it did nothing like it knocked them out and then they got right back up um so you know these things are actually a threat but once the dark king kind of uses his powers to like knock out a few of these takers and they kind of disintegrate like uh in the end of infinity war <laughs> after Thanos <laughs> snaps his finger um you know he's like kind of unconscious he needs to rest up i'm trying to think what's a good example of a superhero that uses their power and then needs to rest mm. i can't think of anything me too that. i can't think of any wow and this is like such a common trope it's so so common in anime in general um but yeah uh so he's resting and he makes his way back to the castle but the guard group sta- stays and like goes into the house the map makers are kind of holed up in and like looking for something and Margot through her fairy eyes sees like a fairy hiding yeah hiding and they take her uh, uh, like you know the fairy sees her and like tries to say be quiet don't say anything yeah and then she makes noise it's like Uh, oh darn it yeah yeah like it's like it's like you don't mean to be quiet (laughs) and so Margot's kind of like freaked out in this situation because it's like what's happening why is there a fairy here and why are they like taking this fairy into custody so I wonder if there's something going on with the takers and the fairies. Yeah, uh, which would sort of explain why Margot can see them, right? Mm -hmm. And then also, like, oh, she's able to see things. Oh, that's true in general. Yeah, Yeah, other stuff too. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did make me think if the takers were related to the fairies in some way, right? And then also, like, could um, could the dark king be using fairy bones to potentially heighten his magic because do you remember what the side effects were for taking like fairy bones i thought that it had like kind of detrimental effects on your body right or am i making that up let me see let me check the wiki here yeah uh fairy there's fairy dust oh it might Uh, be this but the dust is made from bones because they grind them up right history or tribe characteristics it's considered a living embodiment of magic. Fairy magic is powerful and ill-defined, which they use to make deals. Blah blah blah. It does not require hand gestures or words; mm-hmm. simply their mind. Which I don't think I've seen the Dark King make hand gestures, right? No, because he kind of just like he had a pulse of energy coming right out of him. Yeah. Hmm. But here's the thing: if if he was collecting fairies, then why would they send out Taker? Like, if Taker, if there's a fairy around when Takers appear, mm-hmm. then why would the fairies in this case even try to summon Takers? And you know, because then it just well, what if the Takers them. were trying to save the fairy? Hmm. Like, 
You know what I mean? That's why they were in the area. Because the fairy was being held against her will. I wonder. Because if we then we go back to episode 3, there was no fairy there. But then, the other thing is, it was the guards that stayed back. It wasn't the Dark King. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think we need another episode to see where this yeah. goes. Because <laughs> uh, it's very much up in the air. Um any thoughts on the Dark King? I know, like, we were speculating yeah. yesterday uh, about who he might be um, or a descendant of someone yeah. since we already have a Chatwin. Um, I was potentially thinking he might be a, a Chatwin or a Plover, uh, but I'm not sure Plover had kids. Um, I like what a, a commenter suggested on last week's story where what if he's a descendant of Quentin from another timeline. Oh, yes. I really yeah. like that idea because that would somewhat explain why Elliot is like super drawn to him, right? As a he's, descendant of Quentin. He's a cold water. <laughs> he's a cold water. <laughs> I mean, there's also um, Quentin and Quentin did have a son. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And exactly. That son. So the three generations have passed? Yeah. Or more, maybe four. I would say at least four in this yeah. case. Um, so that's a, quite a possibility that this is a descendant of Quentin's son with that Peach Girl? Yeah, with it? Peach Girl. Yep. With Peach Girl. That would be cool. That would be a cool, fun callback. Yeah, I agree. And maybe that's why he could be the king of Hillary. Because oh, he still has, like, earth blood. He's... Not, he's he, yeah, Earth blood. <laughs> He's strong magician. Ah, oh, this makes so much sense. That could be it. Yeah, that could be it. Um, I, re- I like, and I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head. Um, uh, but the guy playing the Dark King. Oh, Sean McGuire. Yep. Yeah, he he also. Yeah, he also was in Once Upon a Time. He played Robin Hood. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, so lastly. We find out that since Zelda has read all the books in the on uh, Harmonic Convergence, she says that all they have to do to stop the apocalypse is to move the moon. Like, that's, yeah, that's not going to be easy. <laughs> well, if there's a meteor artist, I can imagine there's a few more. Moon you know, artists, like en- yeah. Uh, yeah, just get enough of them just to move the moon. Even a, like an inch, maybe an inch will do, right? Or even half an inch. <laughs> so, uh, two things. This is either going to go the way of the en- end of the X-Men animated series, where uh, all the psychics in the world are come together and uh, stop Apocalypse. So all the magicians will come together and the hedge witches, and they'll all hold hands and yeah. make... But they already kind of did that last season with like the the cooperative spell to um, yeah, or I mean last 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 season yeah last to stop the monsters right. That is true. I don't know. They I think they have to try they something else. Twice. Yeah. So it, it's that, or they're gonna blow up the moon. Oh yeah, that would be kind of unexpected too if they blow up the moon. If, if they blow up the moon, then I think we end the season where magic is revealed to the humans and. Shit goes south between humans and uh, magicians. <laughs> and magicians. <laughs> huh. Well, I look forward to finding out this weekend as I binge the rest of the episodes. <laughs> I know, I can't wait. Um, a part of me doesn't want to, but a part of me also so, does. Yeah, it's um, hard. It's like you want to wait, but then no. 
then I'd wait so and then no. Yeah. <laughs> but well, like here's the thing: if we binge, how many episodes do we have now? Six, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So yeah, six episodes. We then have to wait till the end of March for the next episode for us. <laughs> true. That's Man, true. That's a long that is a long wait. All right. Well, I'll think about it. Oh well, it. it's a month. <laughs> it's a month and a half. I can do it. <laughs> well, I think right. that's it, um, right? Like, I don't think we missed anything else. Um, looking over my notes, I think that does it. Um, looking forward to finding out what happened to Josh and Fen. Hopefully, next episode too. Yeah. Where did we leave off with them? Um, they were in the dungeon, and Margot was like. Um, basically telling them that I didn't save you guys, Elliot did, and I'm a shitty person. And Fen's like, oh wow, I can't believe I tried to, like, like I wanted to fight for you and like all this stuff. And, um, and so that's kind of where they left it, so we'll see. Alright, then we will be back next week. Um, yes. For the fifth episode. I yes. Think we were already five episodes in. And five podcasts in. <laughs> you guys can find us five, five podcasts in no we're <laughs> two podcasts in. <laughs> you guys can find this over at uh the workprint.com uh you can follow me over on at twitter at blah underscore mia um nicole where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at n double i x c and of course follow us on the workprint for instagram twitter facebook and youtube and um, we've got, well, I want to say, uh, well, we, as in I, because I haven't done anything <laughs> outside of this podcast, Nicole and uh, Christian have been doing some amazing work, uh, same at, with Norton over at the site. Uh, Norton's been continuing to cover Prodigal Son and Supernatural. Uh, Nicole has been covering um, Magicians, and Christian has, I I don't know where he's finding the time, but he's... He's done, he's bo- a beast. Bojack yeah. Horseman. Sabrina. Uh, uh Sabrina uh some piece on Parasite, Medical Police of uh, yeah. the Netflix series. And uh, upcoming Lock um Key. Lock and Key and Birds of Prey. So yeah, yeah it's like, coming up this weekend. No. The dude is unstoppable uh in uh what he's been doing. Uh it, his work is really good. Uh so definitely check it out over at the site. Um and I think Nicole, you and I have been highly anticipating a lock and key series oh yes since we saw the pilot that yeah. never aired it at san diego comic-con like i don't even yes. remember when like so many years ago 10 2011 yeah it was a freaking uh, long time ago yeah, yeah it was so long ago um yeah so i i'm highly anticipating i don't i don't know what the reviews are like just yet but i'm it's, I can't wait. It seems lighter in a way from at least a trailer, like compared to that pilot, right? Which was really yeah. dark. So I'm really excited. And yeah, yeah it's going to be gonna good. I'm going to talk to Christian to make sure he doesn't do a podcast without us. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally in. All right. Um, so as always, follow us over at The Workprint, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.